Welcome to History in Six, the place where we sample history in six-minute increments. I'm your host, Tima Lindell, and today we're going to talk about religion and liberty in early colonial America. Time is short. Let's jump into it. We know that religion was the primary motivation for colonists to make that trip across the Atlantic. We know this because of their written diaries of that time period. But religion wasn't the only motivation. They were also looking for freedom for themselves and their family. The question then turns to how did liberty and religion co-mingle in this new world? I think we have to begin by gaining an understanding of what the typical religious person was who came to the new world. The European model for religion was hierarchical in nature. The average person would entrust their faith to a professional religious clergyman. And that person's full-time job, that clergyman's full-time job, would be the spiritual leader for the members of the church. The parish would be the smallest unit of organization. It would consist of the church or the cathedral and all who attended service at that location. And this church cathedral was generally led by religious clergymen. From there, a superstructure exists which led to a pontifical apex. And it's the Catholic Church is probably a prime example of this infrastructure. The Catholic faith is organized by parishes. Parishes are based on geographical location around a church and is run by a priest, which is a professional clergyman. Multiple parishes are then grouped into a diocese. Bishop is a priest who is appointed to run and organize a diocese. Cardinals are a subset of bishops who sit on the College of Cardinals. The College of Cardinals elect the Pope from their membership, and the Pope is the pontifical apex for the Catholic Church. He's the leader of the Church and sets doctrine for the Church. There was 0% chance this type of religious system would work in colonial America. In fact, the Church of England never even appointed an Anglican bishop during the colonial period. There was no point in doing so. Most colonists believe that knowledge of God came directly to them via the Bible and not some organization. They didn't need a professional clergyman to tell them what to believe. The reason for this was because these people were active in their religion. They read the Bible daily. And by daily, I mean 365 days a year. To some extent, we have to remember that these were relatively primitive times compared to today. They worked for survival. And the limited time that remained them in a day, they didn't really have a lot of options. They didn't have large sources of entertainment like we have today. There was no radio. There was no television. There was no internet. There were very few books outside the Bible even available to them. They didn't have many distractions from their faith. And the Bible was the centerpiece for the way of life outside of that daily grind. You know, adults read the Bible by themselves. Families would gather and read the Bible together as a group. Sunday services would last from 8 in the morning till noon or even later. During these services, they read the Bible. The Bible was read so frequently that they would easily cover the entire Bible every single calendar year. So every part of the Bible was familiar to these colonists. And many of those in important and key passages in the Bible, they knew by heart. While the clergy that came to America would lead them through key passages of the Bible during weekly service, the authority of religion lay with the Bible itself and not these ministers. In America, there were clergymen, but they held no special status. 
in this new world, their power ended at the church's gates. They were appointed and removed based upon what they did. To some extent, they were some of the first elected officials in the new world, albeit limited to the godly realm. This constant and direct study of the Bible was a formula for religious excitement. Each of these colonists felt themselves in a daily strong relationship with God. Needless to say, it was a massive piece of building this new society from nothing. They were colonists for God. They were idealists dedicated to what they believed was God's work on earth. It's important to understand the powerful force religion had on these people in forming their government in New England. Unfortunately, this religious idealism combined with individualism and freedom became a source of dissent in the New England population, which makes sense when you think about it. You know, Protestant faith was originally a protest against the authority of the Roman Catholic Church. When the Catholic Church splintered in the 1520s and 1530s, it wasn't replaced by a single purified faith. Instead, it created a plethora of conflicting voices with their own ideas of how religious faith should operate. There were a number of varying sects. You know, a few major denominations arose from the chaos, like Calvinism in Geneva and Holland, Anglicanism in England, Lutheranism in Germany. But even these organizations had splinters within themselves. Each church, there would be voices dissent against the authorities of those churches. These early colonists were no different. I mean, they read the Bible daily. They had very firm opinions of what religion should be. And many of them saw liberty and religion as inseparable because they associated liberty with godliness. Because without liberty of conscience, godliness was unattainable. If you're not free to choose your own path, you can't prove your godliness. And they saw the Anglican Church in England as the antithesis of liberty and the essence of servitude. You were forced to believe what they wanted you to believe. You couldn't think for yourself. You couldn't have your own opinion about religion. And this is why they came to America, to pursue both religious freedom and liberty. For them, these two principles were intertwined. But that brings us to the heart of the problem with this new colony. How do you define liberty? When does the exercise of liberty become lawlessness? And at what point do religious convictions impinge upon liberty? These were questions that these early colonists struggled to answer. And it was these questions that shaped the formation of these colonies, as we will see in future episodes of History in Six. If you've enjoyed this episode, tell a friend about us. If you haven't already, subscribe to get future content. And as always, have a great day if you want to.